This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions. According to Riot Games, the 2018 League of Legends World Championship held in China drew a record peak of 100 million unique viewers who turned in for a single match while fans overall watched 1.2 billion hours of content during the event. Putting this in perspective, these figures now outpaced the Super Bowl in terms of viewership. Welcome to the age of esports and welcome to episode three of Inside Marketing in association with the Irish Times. I'm your host, Aidan McCullen, and today we're joined in studio by Maeve Canellan, Group Strategy Director of Dentsu Aegis Network and MD of College Esports, Aidan Boylan. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Great to have you in the studio, guys. Maeve, I read a bit in the introduction there to discuss the size of the esports market. Today we'll define what is esports, but also look at the size of the prize and how Irish brands and marketers can get in the game, so to speak. But I found it interesting in your Irish Times article that you described the recent Fortnite update. What I found really interesting about this was that in a world of instant gratification, where brands are fighting for attention, where ad blockers are increasingly prevalent, Fortnite controlled attention and made a game update into an event. Yeah, I mean, it's madness when you think about it. Like my first reaction where it's like, why are people not outraged by this? When I get like a service or anything, the thing I want to do is go and play my game. People aren't giving out. They're curious. There's communities coming together. Everyone's watching other people's streams. They're all guessing what's going on. And to me, I was like so fascinated by that because you're kind of wondering like, well, why is this happening? And it is this whole arena of yes gaming but esports as well and when we start looking at like well what is esports right you know it's this organized event where you have professional gamers playing any kind of game from League of Legends to Mario Smash to Fortnite in an organized area but when you actually kind of start to unpack it all it's so much more than that you have these games and these gamers but on top of that you have fans of these gamers you have these teams that have been branded they've been franchised they've been associated to a game you've got characters you've got events you have all of these like live stream platforms that are rippling out all of this content so when epic games go and create a black hole that is like one of these massive big live events that really people enjoy and it's a stream of content and it's a stream of entertainment and that's exactly what now esports is one of the things you mentioned there was this idea of creating a community. So if you think of all the sponsorship opportunities, which we'll get into, what's really happened here is a community has evolved naturally. It's been a progression through technology and through change in habits, et cetera, et cetera. And for a brand, for a marketer, that's the holy grail. And Aiden, coming to you now, we'll talk about college esports. You developed this community going back many, many years, and now it's coming to a fore. I've been involved in running gaming events in Ireland, either through running them or being part of the, the team running them for the, like the last, say, seven or eight years. And it was only kind of when I decided to kind of take a good look at college and develop an esports ecosystem in colleges where we started. And we essentially built it from the ground up to where students can get involved. And then we evolved from there into societies getting involved. And then we built our own brands around the college societies. So like you've got each college having their own mascot idea, like a franchise. Um, and we essentially we give the students kind of a banner to get behind so they can say, I am part of this and I am playing you and you are part of that team. And we essentially go from there building content and recognition and community 
around that the same way a lot of the larger brands in esports do because community is where your power is in esports. You want to be part of something. You want to say my team, your team, like conventional sports. And it's just, it's a big thing in esports as much as conventional sports. The authentic engagement that a brand can bring is done through community because you're living in an age where ad blockers are prevalent. You have people at home on a computer and the easiest thing they can do is that if you're putting something in front of them that they don't like, they're just going to press X on your browser window and then you're gone. Your entire advertising campaign, they, they won't see it. So you have to come at them in a way that's engaging, authentic, and relating to them in a way they want to be related to. And that is where you will gain essentially what you're looking for in your, in your marketing campaign. Yeah, and I was thinking about this, Maeve, with your expertise of what works well for marketers, what works well for brands, and what you're saying that about the organic growth of the community. And I thought back to the great artists like Michelangelo or Raphael and all these great artists. They all had benefactors. So the benefactor would enable them to do the work. So the Sistine Chapel, etc., was some rich guy who funded Michelangelo to go and do the work. And it's the same way a brand must approach a community because they got to come to that community and go, we're actually enabling growth here. And then someone like Aiden announces at the start, this would not be possible if it was not for the brand. And that's a kind of a wise approach towards this. Absolutely. And we're seeing that in esports, like as the perfect example. I mean, I think they're saying like 2018 was one of the best years for esports in terms of revenue growth. This is a category that's going to be worth 1.1 billion in revenue by the end of this year. So it's a huge category. 41% of that is coming from sponsorship, sponsorship alone. And, you know, when we're seeing this growth in the category, like the catalyst of that is investment of brands, but in a real way. So you're seeing the big brands like Intel, MasterCard, Mercedes, massively invest in Nike, Adidas. All of these brands have huge esports strategies globally. And it's these brands that are funding then the creation of that growth of the industry. We kind of glossed over esports. Like what is esports? Because I think the word sports in there trolls people because they may go and think it's a digitized sports and they're going, hey, there's no sports here. But it's really the infrastructure of sports that's placed upon gaming. That's it. I mean, when you think of the difference between gaming and any sports, essentially gaming is kind of the entertainment. It's family value at home, playing games with essentially siblings or so, playing with friends. But esports is where essentially it's just competitive gaming. Essentially, that's where we kind of try like to draw the line where you're playing for a prize, you're playing for whichever and that is where it becomes sports. It's just not on a field or outside thing. You're playing at home. These players still practice for 10 hours a day. They have their whole fitness regime to keep them mentally healthy as much as physically healthy. And then their reflexes are better for that. And they put in as much time as anybody else. But that's what a lot of people don't realize, that it's still a full-time job. And I mean, they talk about prize pools and stuff like that. And the amount of metal people you can get from, metal money you can get from prize pools. But if people don't realize the amount of work that goes in to get there. Because you're competing against a global market. So you're not just playing against somebody who likes football. You're playing against any kid who just happens to be have really good reflexes can come up from zero to 100 in a year. Because that's how much the explosive growth of esports allows. It all allows for this. And that's where you can go from zero to 100 for any reason at all. And that's where the content and the branding comes out. Because some guy who was nobody last year now signed up Nike and Brands and Monster and Red Bull who want to get in this space. They were already there and they're like, he's up, he's coming, he's hot. Like 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 anybody, any star, they want to get in there and that's where it all comes together. One of the things let's talk about to bring everybody up to speed who's listening to this is the different platforms. We mentioned community a lot. 
some of these communities organically grew. So Twitch, for example. So to understand these platforms and how they're worth so much now it would be an interesting way to go with the conversation. So let's start with Twitch. Twitch is like, it's its own platform. It allows anybody with a computer, a microphone, and a, a decent setup to essentially make their own channel and broadcast their own content to, to the internet. And then you can pick up in community-wise, people stumble along and they find your gameplay, they want to interact with you. And there's a chat there's a chat bar that allows you to interact with the person playing the game. It's its own culture. There's gaming, there's real life, there's podcasts, there's everything you'd want in kind of a video format or a, a talking format, talk shows. They're all on this platform. You can find whatever you'd like. And Twitch grew from there, from games to this and it's its own ecosystem, has its own culture, has its own in-jokes, has its own everything you'd want in a community. It's all there. And the fact that it's so complex and it's so it's so global that a lot of brands don't understand it. But when you do understand it, you realize the power that's behind it. And I think like what's really interesting about Twitch, like from my own perspective, like I started looking, doing my general, like start a year, what social platforms are growing, what's the reach of each platform, et cetera, et cetera. I come across this platform called Twitch and it's in double digit growth year on year. So I'm like, okay, why is that happening? And what is Twitch? And when I actually started looking at it and you look at social platforms in general, there's a couple of specific characteristics that show any platform where engagement comes from. So Twitch is live which is really, really popular. Go on any single social platform. The content that's got the most engagement is the content that's live. So you've got live content. Then you've got that peer-to-peer interaction. So I'm able to interact with you. I've got I've got like an inbuilt integration that allows me chat, not only to the person that's live streaming, but to the community that's watching it. So now I've got this community feel. And all of a sudden we're back to community. So I think wherever we go in terms of these platforms, there's a specific amount of characteristics that are showing where you can grow from. And it's those three things of let's be live, let's have peer-to-peer and let's have community. And I think that's what makes Twitch so powerful in and under itself. Like at the moment, Twitch has got about a 15% reach in Ireland, which when you think about our entire internet population, mightn't be the biggest. But then you start breaking that down and going, well, who are those people? And you start looking at 16 to 24 year olds, that already doubles. So it's 30% of 16 to 24 year olds are on Twitch. Now you're talking about a realistic figure and something that might be worth investing to in a brand. Like putting that into perspective, that's like, we take Twitch, that's I think like something like 275,000 people. It's more people in Ireland that speak Irish. It's more people in Ireland that are going to electric picnic two times over. So it is a wealth of humans that we can go that are in a community that are interacting. I think there's massive opportunity there. I thought about this and I thought about it. It's like the early days of PlayStation versus Xbox. So there's a grapple for who wins the platform. So the network effect, essentially. What other platforms are out there and who are the other competitors? So there was a few in the early days before Twitch essentially became the monopoly megalith that it is. And currently, the platform that's giving it a run for its money is Mixer. Now, giving it a run for its money is a very broad sense of a, of a term because... I don't know how you I don't know how you take over Twitch or, or rival Twitch. There's been big, big Twitch streamers who have recently moved to, to Mixer, like Ninja, who's a very popular Fortnite streamer and stuff like that. And then there's also someone recently moved called Shroud, and he would be kind of somebody for an older generation, but like first person shooter games, and he was very good and he recently moved. And so like you'll have Mixer who's owned by Microsoft essentially throwing money at something and seeing if it sticks. Now, that's one way of doing it, and these people bring their own community with them, but it's not guaranteed that they will. It's kind of just to wait and see what happens, because I I read an interesting statistic uh, recently about Ninja's moving, is that while Ninja moving to Mixer brought 
roughly 1 million small-time streamers, it only increased their viewership by 8%. It's not a huge trade-off because a lot of the guys who are moving, they don't have much of a following themselves, but they want the stream and they want to get as big as Ninja. But whatever will happen is, who knows? But it's the idea of moving, trying to move the community from Twitch to another platform. It's very hard to do. And I'm somebody who watches Shroud particularly. And since he's moved to Mixer, I haven't watched them. I watched them once, and when I watch them, say three or four times a week. And the difference in platform is there because I use Twitch. I mean, my own in college, college esports is part of the Twitch student program, and so we are involved with Twitch at a business level as well as a platform usage. That's where we stream all our games, all of our content goes to goes to Twitch. We create our clips from the content that's broadcasted on Twitch, and then people consume them over our social media and stuff like that. So it's 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 just a reverberation, but it's hard to kind of say who's really giving Twitch a run for their money because it's so big. You know, I mean, it's like trying to say somebody's going to have a go at Amazon because you know, that's how big it is in our world. I think as well, though, when you start thinking about the content that esports creates, that is everywhere. So it's not limited just to Twitch. Twitch has a specific role, but go on to YouTube and you have gaming streamers like Jacksepticeye. He's the one of the top most paid YouTube influencers in the world. He's Irish. He's got 22 point nine million followers like he's huge and he's on youtube and he's solely on youtube so you're getting content there as well there's also facebook are trying to create like facebook gaming and bringing in that kind of ecosystem so i think what's really important is when we start looking at esports as a trend it is kind of like like i would describe esports as an ecosystem or a culture and within that it's going to be impeding and every big tech platform that we have so where content is available esports content is available and vice versa Let's talk about brands then and how brands can get involved. So we relatively know the ecosystem now. We know Twitch is the platform to aim for. So how does a brand start? So I suppose like the biggest thing for me is like how a brand starts is actually understanding what the ecosystem is and the value they can get creation. So I'd say like any marketer out there, any brand looking to get into esports, like get a Twitch account, like start understanding how it works. Make sure you're like looking at how these esports events are created. And actually there's even like deadly things like there's a show on Netflix called Seven Days Out. And one of the shows describes seven days out from one of the biggest I'm going to say League of Legends tournaments that has been. uh, And it's really, really interesting because like you see everything from the team that are playing in League of Legends. You see their performance culture. You see the event itself. You see the games. And from understanding anything like that, you start to look at opportunities and where your brand can play a role. So uh, I'd say stage one is understand where you can play a role from. And then it's actually looking at where you can genuinely like create relevance. Putting this into perspective, if we look at a couple of brands that have done this really well, I'm looking at Domino's. So Domino's are one of these brands and they're always like, okay, I want to get people off the phones. I want to get close, as close to the transaction as possible. So they did an integration with Fortnite. So basically you can, you know, there's a currency on Fortnite called V-Bucks. You can go and you can order your pizza through Fortnite. Uh, Now that is, I suppose, the most frictionless way of getting pizza to a gamer that I've ever heard of. And that's incredible and adds value. You have other brands like KFC, what they did was kind of a little bit different and probably like more achievable than creating an integration with Fortnite because I don't want to know what that budget was. But KFC did a really nice thing where they, in essence, a sponsored piece of content with two of the biggest Twitch Twitch influencers or streamers, they're called, uh, whereby these two guys are playing a game whenever they um, win a round of the game. 
their streamer followers are told to write winner winner in the video chat right but that creates an emoticon uh, which creates a KFC logo and I suppose the whole thing is that like for all of us we kind of know the association of winner winner chicken dinner you're told to do that because you can then win a free loyalty card for KFC or a coupon or whatever that might be. You're having a bit of crack. You're using the functionality of the platform that you know how to use it. You're interacting in a real way with people and entertaining. And I suppose at the end of the day, what we have to remember is this whole arena is around this new form of behavior of entertainment. And that's where I think like brands should start looking a little bit more. Where I would be wary of is throwing your brand in front of something, creating ads that get in the way of people's journeys. So like if we have to remember who this audience are, 80% of gamers use ad blockers. They don't like ads getting in their way. You have to create real understandable content. Which I actually think is deadly because what it does is it kind of it makes us start looking at how we look at brand and building brand through experience a little bit more, right? You know, for me, I think it's quite exciting because we're in this bubble, which is quite lower funnel at the moment in Ireland, where all we kind of look at is we chase a sale, but we chase a conversion. It's all data driven. What's my PPC strategy? Let's have some more display ads. Let's throw some generic content on there and maybe we'll do a bit of TV. Now, obviously, we're being a bit facetious there. There's loads of deadly campaigns happening, but I think we are in this kind of mundane bubble of lower funnel strategies so I think bringing in something like esports and sponsorship and this whole new world of bringing in virtual and traditional worlds to create one led experience is actually going to push us a little bit more and that's why I think it's quite exciting right because you're seeing brands that are bringing creativity and innovation back to their strategies again so how can we help our brands navigate this whole world in a real way so it's kind of going to push us a little bit more but get us to learn from it one of the things I'm hearing there is, firstly, this all happened organically. There was nobody going, we must build a community. You didn't even do that, Aiden, with your business. So therefore, we need to play by the rules of the platform, which is this organic kind of softly, softly approach. So you don't just plonk your logo in there and hope for the best, which we see all the time on Twitter. We see on LinkedIn, people pushing a message and we hate being sold to. Aiden, coming to you then, your last word on this. From a sponsorship perspective, what are the nightmares you've seen? What are the things not to do? What we've seen in a lot of events, in Ireland in particular, is that somebody comes in with a lot of money, and essentially what I like to describe it as, they come in from the top down, whereas I come in from the, from the ground up. We go grassroots community, we build communities, we build authentic engagement, and want to get to the players in a way they want to be gotten to. Because if you come from the top down, where you're just trying to throw ads in front of them, run a huge event, and if you're not a gamer running a big event, Chances are you're not going to get it right. You need to have somebody who's making decisions, who plays games. Because you don't understand. And it's just, it's so easy for you to say one word at a line and for me to twig that you're not talking about what you know. And therefore, I'm already reserved. I'm kind of like, this has gone wrong enough times before. We want it to go right. So engaging with us and engaging with them, people who know what they're doing, is the best way to go. It's a, like Maeve said, was to understand your audience, understand your platform, and put real devoted time into it because it's what is getting, it's what is going to be huge. Like for myself in college, we, not to say we're ahead of our time, we, we're experiencing growth every year, we're growing in colleges in, the, in our player base, in our reach and everything like that. But it's just when these kids who are playing Fortnite, who are playing Minecraft, when they grow up in four or five years time, because they're all 13, 14, 15 now, we'll see explosive growth because they'll hit college and be like, we can play games in college. We can represent our college against other colleges just like any football team, any basketball team. And they 
are already gunning for it. We're already seeing it. So we're looking for, for that kind of growth. And it's just important to do it right or else you won't, you really won't get anywhere because like I may have said, ad blockers are a thing. Turning off your, your advertisements is a thing. It's just, it's just so simple to do. You need to do it properly. You need to do it right or else you won't get the engagement you want and you're, you're wasting your time. And for people who are interested, where can people find you, your so website? We have, obviously, multiple social media, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we have our own website, www.collegeesports.ie, where you can see kind of our events, what we do. You can reach myself through that. And if you have any questions, I'm more than happy to ask. Because this is a, it's a huge industry. It's going to explode in Ireland in, in the next few years. It's already, we're already seeing it in, in events and sponsors wanting to get involved. It's just a matter of doing it right. And we're happy to help in any way we can. Maeve, then to you for the last word, what I'm hearing mainly is approach this strategically, understand the platform and then make your first move. I think the big thing is understand it softly, softly. Like if you want to see where you can get engagement, like why don't you do a contextual buy on YouTube based at gamers and gaming content and see how that goes. Build from there. But I think the big thing is what you expect to get out of it. This is an experience driven by you need to understand what your KPIs are, what your objectives are and I think like start looking at it in terms of like return on an experience rather than a return on investment. A big thing of all of this is stop thinking lower funnel, move up and let's start thinking long term over short term wins. Maeve Canellan, Group Strategy Director of Dentsu Aegis Network and MD of College Esports Aidan Boylan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our partners Dentsu Aegis Network, Irish Times and our partners here in Collaborative Studios, Shane and the team. Thanks very much.